And good morning and welcome to VSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Minor. It's Friday the 17th of December. Um, we are so close to Christmas and I think we'll make this the last 5-Minute Morning Minor podcast until next year because... Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> well, we could do them next week, but I think the news is starting to dry. Why don't we give everyone a break, Paul? Okay. Um, and actually, I'm still hoping in the first week of, of January to be in Vancouver seeing a lot of mining companies. So you'll probably have to do it with Ollie in the first week, although maybe I can uh, somehow send you a message back from what I hear from Vancouver, assuming I get out there. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, let, let's run through a few things today, and then we'll just have a little bit of a, bit of a discussion about maybe what we see uh, for next year, because that's always interests people. Um, but I think we should start actually with um, a Shanghai Mining Club client of ours, Longcore, which uh, actually were a little bit behind because it was actually late Wednesday, but they announced some results that were pretty impressive, weren't they, Paul? It was preliminary economic assessment for their Adumbi gold deposit, uh, which they hold uh, about 85% of in the DRC. Using a $1,760 U.S. gold price, uh, post-tax NPV at $879 million. Average annual production of 303,000 ounces of gold a year for a 10-year mine life. Total cash cost at 852 per ounce and all-in sustaining cost at $950 an ounce. Now, those numbers are around a hybrid uh, energy case for the mine, uh, which would uh, incorporate renewables as well as fossil fuels. The, if they went with just fossil fuel diesel uh, energy only, it would be uh, about 20% less on the CapEx to $400 million, whereas the hybrid project does uh, require additional front-end CapEx uh, for a total of $530 million. But it's all pretty good news, isn't it? Yeah, the post-tax, all these numbers indicate the IRRs in the middle of the 20s uh, range here. So that definitely something to mine here when being uh, over 300,000 ounces a year, it's in the big category. There you go. One to watch for, long call. Um, very good, Paul. Uh, anything else, any other news this morning you want to talk about? Or should we have a little chat about next year? Well, I'll talk first about Johnson Matthey. Uh, as they had announced a couple of weeks ago that they were exiting some portions of the of their uh, uh, business around the green uh, agenda. And here's one of those uh, things now at this point, they've sold off their health uh, subsidiary because it's involved primarily in the pharmaceutical space as opposed to uh, uh, other parts of catalysts and that sort of thing. They felt it was non-core to the business and they've sold it to essentially to a private equity group here. And that uh, coming out at $325 million or million sterling is uh, at enterprise value for which they're selling it there. Well, you'll be on our Tech and Transitional Energy podcast next if you carry on like that. Um, <laughs> anything else or today? Also, the Gervois Global, who is a past client of ours, uh, they gave us an update on construction progress on Idaho Cobalt uh, operations. Uh, they've revised the CapEx up by about 7.5% to Nine, just shy of $93 million U.S. Uh, for the construction uh, that based on some of the changes in the inflationary costs of uh, in the United States. But the, they are still on schedule uh, 
for uh, first ores uh, in August of next year and commercial production by the end of the year. There you go. All right, let's look ahead, Paul. What do you see in your crystal ball? I see relative. I see pretty strong markets on the battery materials and anything going into the green agenda here. Uh, we saw just uh, yesterday the first uh, interest rate rise by a major go government with the UK putting in a 15 basis points rise. We'll see more of that next year uh, as uh, uh, nations try to get control of inflationary cost pressures, which are proving to be more um, uh, sticky than what uh, economists had been predicting in the third quarter. So uh, as a result, it's the battery materials uh, and the green economy type materials, which will be uh, strongly priced, I think. The, the only issue with that, Paul, is, I mean, a lot of them had a really good 2021. I mean, lithium went bananas and lithium, certain lithium stocks did. I mean, you know, and we act for some of them like, you know, American lithium went through the roof. Uh, and so actually, I think they probably had their run, uh, certainly in lithium. I wouldn't be chasing those stocks personally. Um, but I think we do have three. So we've had some house stocks that have been phenomenal this year. Uh, we do have three that we act for that I think will actually have a good year in 2022. Uh, the first is Tungsten West. We obviously IPO'd that back in October. Uh, IPO'd it at 60p. It's currently trading about 66p, so that's fine. So it's, uh, it's still at a premium. Uh, it's been a pretty rocky last couple of months in the market for juniors. So, you know, still be a premium is good. But I think as they start to go into production at the end of next year, that share price will go from will double quite easy, I think, in 2022. So that's one of my tips. Uh, one of my second tip with the house stock is Faroe Alloys, where obviously we know Samick Davis and Vision Blue came in, uh, and last year it was it was all pretty exciting, and the stock went from sort of 8p to 45p, and it's just drifted back because these things take a long time. You know, mines are not built overnight. A lot of people don't understand that. And it's drifted back to about sort of low 20s, actually. It's really disappointing. Um, but again, I think as 2022 goes on and news comes out, we know that uh, Vision Blue has uh, options. I think it's at 78p. Uh, so if you're looking at a price move from sort of, you know, 22, 23p to 78p, which could happen, again, you know, you could triple your money in Faroe Alloys next year quite easily. Uh, and finally, one which uh, I don't deny the fact that um, it's a house stock. I also have a personally quite a big position, um, but Tectonic Gold, um, we know we did a, a, it shot up to about two and a half P at the back end of 2019. It's drifted back this year to 1.3 P or so. Um, but we know that there's likely to be next year corporate activity. Um, the management are totally aligned with shareholders. They're just looking for shareholder value. Um, there's no egos here whatsoever. Uh, and I think that we have a target price of 5p there. So again, you can triple your money in tectonic gold. So there's three hot tips for 2022. Paul, do you disagree with any of that? Or do you want to add any more to it? I can add a little bit more actually here. Uh, I think uh, the rare earth mineral space looks pretty good too. And you want to have a look at the Shanghai Mining Club participants for sure, because we had uh, three of them in the rare earth space. Uh, uh, that uh, should do very well for next year. Uh, as they are. As, uh, what's that? Name them, Paul. Come on, let's name and tell everyone <laughs> what these fantastic we, companies we've are. We've got Macango, we've got Ionic Rare Earths, we've got uh, Pensana. Yeah, Pensana actually didn't do Shanghai Mining Club this year. I knew you were going to say that one. But obviously, Pensana are very focused on actually being involved purely with the West. 
building their process plant uh, up in uh, the north east of England. Uh, obviously, they're in Angola. So, uh, but Makanga and Iconic Rare Earths, you're absolutely correct. Uh, again, I think Pensana has drifted back a long way during 2021, and so will almost certainly have a good run in 22. So, I'd agree with that. Iconic Rare Earths looks really, really interesting. Love Makango. It had a very, very good 2022. So maybe it'll have, sorry, 2021. So maybe it'll have a quieter 2022. But it is a good stock, and it's one we can just sit with and hold on to. Yep. And then two more for me, also from Shanghai Mining Club. I would say, first of all, the uh, spin out from Iron Ridge. That's now Atlantic Lithium. That's going to be a top, a good performer. There's a lot more upside in that AWOIA deposit than people realize, uh, and that'll get. Uh, We'll get a picture of that uh, better as we go into uh, through 2022. And the other one, Apollo Silver, uh, which uh, is TSX listed, uh, but uh, they will be uh, posting the uh, uh, compliant uh, newest uh, estimate uh, there on their Waterloo project down in uh, San Bernardino, Cali uh, California. Uh, it's silver, open pit silver. I, I, I agree with both of those, Paul. I think they're, they're good uh, mentions. I did say I thought lithium had gone far enough, but Atlantic Lithium actually has has, has sort of been has not moved up uh, alongside uh, the other big lithium plays, particularly on the TSX. So I don't disagree with that. I think the the whole West African situation in Ghana and Mali combined, uh, there is activity to be done there. So yeah, another good good tip there, Paul. Okay. Very All good. right. Well, there you go. There are some good ideas for everybody. Uh, anything else, Paul? No, that'll do it for me. In which case, um, I hope uh, I'll obviously be seeing you later. Anyway, Paul, I hope all the listeners enjoy your Christmas. Do feel free to let us know what you think of the morning, Maya. I've recently had some actually some really good comments from people who've been listening, which I really appreciate. Um, and uh, if you've got ideas or stocks you'd like us to talk to, uh, if you're a company listening to this and you want us to talk about you, well, get in touch. And who knows, we may well talk about you too. Um, and I wish everybody a very good Christmas, a very safe Christmas. Don't go and get COVID. Or Omicron or whatever, uh, and have a wonderful 2022. I say, fingers crossed, I'll get to Vancouver the first week of 2022, and we'll be seeing a lot of these mining companies out there. <laughs>